It's February again, and here we are again. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Active Discourse, the technology roundtable podcast. Two friends, infinite gadgets, one podcast. I'm Bo, coming to you live from the heartland of Minnesota, and I'm here with Brett. How you doing? I'm good. I'm here to test that infinite gadget theory you came up with. It sounds like fun. It also sounds very expensive, but we'll see. <laughs> sounds very expensive. I'm glad my my manager likes me. <laughs> Speaking of infinite gadgets and testing that theory, yeah. How okay. about we start testing that theory right now? Yeah, you told me before we started recording the last episode that you have this surprise topic announcement. I was like, "All right, can I just get some idea of what this is so that I can just get yeah. ready for this topic?" And you said no. So well, I like I like doing that to you, don't I? I did that with the Tab S6 too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here we are again. Happy February. Let's <laughs> let's hear either what you're about to buy. Did you buy an 8K TV? Let's make a guess. You bought an 8K TV, didn't you? I did not buy no? an 8K TV. Okay. Although Steph just told me about a forty three thousand dollar 8K TV, and I was very tempted, but I did not do it. you're just not gonna ever buy a new car ever again basically you're just gonna (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. if i were to buy that tv yep i'd I'd pretty much be on this car this apartment um this clothes the clothes that i'm literally wearing right now yep that's about it that tv will keep you warm though hopefully hopefully i I don't know (laughs) we'll see if it generates some heat because i won't be able to pay my heat bill Anyway, the the TV guess was my best guess, honestly, because I know you've been you have that on your brain. So, so it actually isn't even it isn't even me. It's not my device. Steph bought herself an Apple Watch. Ooh, cool. Okay, and this is right within your your realm of expertise. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So she bought herself an Apple Watch. It's uh, Series Four, Space Gray, forty millimeter. Great choice. Okay. Yeah. Um, she got the GPS and cellular model, but she's not currently using, and we're not sure if she'll ever use the actual cellular service oh. on it. But she figured if she may want to, might as well get it. Is she paying monthly to a carrier for it? No. It's okay. just the model that has the cellular radio. How did she buy it? Did she buy it used or did she buy it new? She got it on Amazon through Amazon Renewed, which is their kind of refurb open box kind of thing so it didn't come with the original packaging or anything it just came the watch and the band and a charger so to recap here you got a or sorry stephanie got a amazon renewed apple watch 40 40 millimeter a cellular model of the apple watch huh that's interesting yeah um so really just to put a little background on it uh you're aware of this but listeners wouldn't be she does cosmetology. She's an educator in the cosmetology business, which, for those who aren't aware, is hair, skin, and nails. She uses timers a lot. <laughs> okay, and, and when I say a lot, I mean all freaking day. Because she's got to know when chemicals go on and off. Um, because they deal with a lot of that kind of thing for pretty much all of hair, skin, and nails. So... um she didn't own a watch up until now. And at one point we had talked about it like, man, I just really need to know how long something's been on there. And we were like, why don't you just have a watch like a regular watch, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> which could accomplish that same task. But, uh, 
since she got this thing, she's literally been using the timer app on the Apple Watch all day, like all the time. Yep. Just to set timers and and reminders and things like that. Uh, so it's been super useful. Yes, this is great. This is this is really great. So I love my Apple Watch. It is definitely a continual part of my life. I definitely don't use it as heavy as a lot of people do. The timer may well be one of the killer features of the watch because, and I don't know if she does this, but you can, one of the things that I basically do constantly with my Apple watch is I pull it up to my face and tell my watch to set a timer for X time playing the Beatles. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Rick and Morty reference there. Perfect. But yes, like basically hold it up to your uh, face. And honest to God, Siri is actually better on the watch than it is. It's um, it can't do as much. It's kind of stupid yeah. because yeah. Anyway, timer is great on the Apple Watch. Does she use Siri to trigger it, or does she use her hand? To she do may it? have started to because she was just today when we got home. She was talking about how because uh, she got some groceries and then came home. So she was talking about how when she stopped at a light, she used Siri on her watch to send me a text message saying, oh, I'll be yeah. home in three minutes. Great. And mm-hmm. she, up until this point, has not really used voice assistance at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounded like she was going to start using Siri on the watch more often. And we've I talked about it on her phone, but she's just never really been interested or it hasn't seemed useful. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't use voice assistance all that often either. I use it here and there and I use it in my car and things like that, but I don't really use, uh, it on my phone and I definitely don't use it on my watch, which is a, a Samsung gear S three, the precursor to the galaxy watch. But yes, she's really, really liking the timer and she has seemed like she's going to start using Siri more often to, to trigger it and trigger other things. Oh, it's a... It's just a godsend for cooking, honestly. Um, my wife and I uh, have obviously a hobby of cooking, and I know I need to keep something on, and I have several timers set. I have as many devices in my house that I can possibly set with a timer on, and yeah, basically the watch is yet another thing that, you know, if <laughs> if I set it on the on the stove, if I set it on the microwave, the third one is going to be going onto my wrist, or actually more frequently than not my wrist is the first one because of the fact that i will probably walk away from the kitchen and uh my wrist will say oh hey timer's going off let's go so <laughs> that's great. that's funny i don't really ever have that many concurrent timers so i don't i i just set one on the microwave and like it's fine uh i do a I, lot I guess of, if yeah. you're going to do be doing cooking a lot you know you've got different things to track so you'll need separate timers i do a lot of meal prep on sundays r slash meal prep sunday in case anyone's looking for a new sub subreddit to follow uh i do a lot of meal prep on sundays so i try to cook as much of the meals that i'm going to eat throughout the week on sunday and so that means that i have like several different dishes going at once typically all with different timers Woo! okay so she has an apple watch that's amazing yep um and another thing that uh has been useful for her she Let's see. How do I put this? I mess with her a lot. Yeah. Um, That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh (laughs) And up until now, we've had no real good way of tracking that. But several times, several times since she got the watch, which was earlier, like Monday, I think, of last week, her watch has told her to breathe. (laughs) 
Hmm. Yes. When I've done this. So I've messed with her and like got her heated up and then her watch is like, okay, calm down. <laughs> Let's just pump the brakes. Don't punch him. Uh-huh. It's fine. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's <laughs> and good. it's, it's to be fair, it's not just me. Um, when she's at, when she's uh, at work. And so, like I said, she's an educator when she's at work and her students are being obnoxious it also tells her that because she gets frustrated and she needs to calm down mm-hmm. before she gets aggravated at her students. <laughs> is that actually is that actually the function of that app? Because I thought it was just random. I don't know. This is what she's telling me, so it's perfectly uh, reasonable if it's just random. It's honestly, it's probably on like a, a once per hour thing or something. No, it's not. But, it's not that wild. I know. I don't seems I don't like know. it's lining up with with High what she's rate. going through at the time. So yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it might be. I don't know. I've never thought about that. I I because rem- I've had the Apple Watch before the Breathe app existed, and it was a kind of a cool app. But it's basically right now it's actually considered a pretty big joke on the Apple Watch just because of the okay. fact that it's. I, I I'm just yeah. gonna stick with her story because yeah, that's fine. You know, I appreciate that I can get her so frustrated. That's funny. When I mess with her and That's good. do That's pranks good. and I don't I don't ruin her day. I know you don't ruin She's her day. She's fantastic. That's cool. Okay. Let's so see, what what else did she tell me? She's uh she's been using the flashlight function, which on, on the, the watch, watch basically just turns the screen all white. Oh, okay. Um, but she's all used right. that a few times uh, in the morning. Expelling water. I've never done that. Oh my God, that's right. My first Apple Watch didn't have that feature. And I remember when I got the Series 4, I was like, oh, I wonder what that's going to do. And I've never done it. She's never really seen a liquid coming out of it. And I can't imagine a lot gets in. It makes a weird sound, though. It makes a real weird sound. It makes like a bloop sound. Cue it up. Yeah, you just kind of crank it. I did it. Yeah. And she's she's never seen anything come out. I, I don't even know where it would or how much would ever even get in there. But um, she works with water and other kind of liquids on a daily basis. So she's used that just periodically to cool. try and flush it out. I, I have no idea if it's doing anything or how effective it is. Um, it's just something that she seems to find useful or would think is useful under certain circumstances. Uh, and she has mentioned that the the battery has been uh really good um it it obviously wouldn't last like a full 2 days if she's using it you know which is similar to mine did you do an exercise today or is that just passive i didn't that's just passive but i do have always on display on now oh you do okay i don't man i don't know if we talked about that nope we cuz we mentioned that back when the new apple watch was revealed right and we yes. talked about how it had yes. like a an improved always on display. That was the feature of yeah. the Apple Watch Series 5. And so I had talked about how I wasn't using it on my watch because it didn't seem like a big deal to just twist my wrist a little bit to get the screen to activate. Sure. Right? I'm in that same boat. Not long after that, I turned on always on display just to see how it felt, get the, you know, catch the drift. And actually I I've liked it cuz it's been what a couple months now. And I haven't turned it back off because it's kind of useful. So it is like you you do kind of underestimate that uh, you don't have to move your wrist at all to see the time. Yeah. (laughs) 
What a wild, <laughs> wild concept. Yeah, I, I, I'll be curious to try that out in the fall when I am due to get my new Apple Watch, whatever they release, basically. Um, but honest to God, without having it, I, I just don't care because I didn't wear a watch since I was basically in middle school. And I I can see the time on my phone, but I can see the use of, you know, this is a smartwatch and so other things popping up on it. I could definitely see the use of that. And I hear you. I, 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 I'm i ready to have my mind changed. You certainly can live without it. Yeah. There's, there's no way that you couldn't. Uh, I mean, having always on display off and just having it where you just give a little twist to your wrist. Like it doesn't have to be this wild, obvious, I'm checking the time now. It it can be just a little twist and the screen will activate. So having it off is not a big deal, but having it on, you, you do kind of underestimate how useful it is. Sure. Um, but it's certainly a feature you could live without. Certainly. So Stephanie has uh, the series four and the battery life is pretty great and i totally mirror that too uh the battery life uh, i had the series one before this and i still have it actually it, it is exclusively my uh sleep tracking watch now the battery life blew me away how much better it was versus the series one which was still quite good so yeah um, battery life is great battery life is great and we we had compared some of the earlier um series of the apple watch prior to her buying the series four i think the series four was the right choice right i don't remember what the kind of deal breakers were with the series three or two um but oh she should not have gotten the two the three would have been the minimum right yeah we the two was pretty old yeah so we were pretty much looking at like three or four and it was really kind of um a price situation and uh the four with the amazon renewed deal was the right price point so she ended up getting the series four and uh she's really liked it she uh she went with the space gray model she she waffled over getting space gray or or the uh the rose gold yep, yep. um she ended up getting the space gray because she figured it'll match with more stuff and she got um a watch band to get the more pink hue yeah, that's a that's a good idea. I actually went with silver because I thought that it would match with more things. Actually, because uh, s- silver watch bands are a little bit more, I think, iconic per se. So I've always I've always gone with the silver aluminum. Um, this mm. next generation, I have no idea what I want to do because I really want to get stainless. But one, I have no desire to get cellular, and two, the stainless is only available in cellular models, so I don't want to pay an upcharge also for cellular so bah, i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't i don't i don't think i want to spend more money just so that i even more money just so i can get cell uh stainless and then just never use the cellular but i don't know i mean i i, I want to tinker with cellular i also like the idea of titanium because the series 5 came with titanium as well and that's an interesting uh model as well so i'm glad she's liking that though the the choices we make for style <laughs> yeah i haven't done it yet but I have been saving up, so we'll see. Would you say you're form over function, function over form, or do you think you're pretty balanced? It's uh, a really hard question to answer because I'm an, <laughs> iPhone, an Apple user, and a lot of the stuff I have is form. But 
all of the function works with how I would like it to, but I can see how that's a biased answer. So I don't know how to answer that question, actually, honest to God, because. Right. And it's probably, it probably differs in different areas too, because for me, I think in a lot of areas I'm form over function. Like I will not tolerate a badly designed app. Oh yeah. I, I just won't. Oh yeah. Because it's ne- like there's no excuse for not, you know, putting in some work and making your app look better or whatever it is yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. Um I, it's it's really hard for me to excuse ugly apps which is is personally why well also I I just can't bring myself to use Linux one because a lot of it is ugly and two I, I don't have the time to fix or make things to get it to work right, <laughs> yeah. which for me is an issue. Yeah, I've run into that so many times trying out Linux. Um, anyway, yeah, just kind of a, I think it goes in different areas. Like sometimes I am function over form, but I don't know. It's a hard question to answer. It's a really hard question to answer. Okay. <laughs> Maybe anyway. we can revisit that in a future episode. We'll, we'll think we'll about revisit it more. <laughs> form versus function and where we stand on that line. And I'll be curious to hear more of Stephanie's um, Apple Watch 2 and how, how she Yeah, once, once she's used it for a longer period of time, we'll see how it lasts. And, and um, uh, you know, she, since she uses it around kind of products in the, the cosmetology industry, um, we're thinking she might want to throw a kind of an additional protector on it or something so um, no no um, protector no. on the screen not on the screen and i no man no 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 well, that's no, what no, i no. told her is but that's for me I, like i don't know what these these products do you know to the screen because it they might over time remove things like the oleophobic coatings and stuff like that does she wear gloves as well if she's dealing directly with it but like if it's a spray that's going to get everywhere. I mean, it's, you know, it'll get drops on the screen. I'm leaving my area of expertise rapidly. <laughs> right? I Same thing for me. <laughs> she asked me this and I was like, man, I'm really not sure. Like, I, I really wouldn't bother putting one on. But at the same time, she showed me her screen and it's got these little droplets on it. And I'm like, hmm. You know, I'm just not sure anymore. <laughs> But I hate the idea of any case. So first and foremost, a case on it. Oh, don't do that. That's horrible. Um, I know. I I, I wouldn't a, do that. Here we go. Former form of function. Oh yeah, like yeah. Further and further, we're getting into uh, a form, not function. Um, I guess maybe a glass screen protector, but I don't know. I hate the idea of it so much. Well, okay. So uh, obviously, obviously, Brett and I don't have a. We we can't decide on this. So if anybody's listening and you've had this issue. We work in an office. Right. Yes. If you've got any input to to help out in this situation, please send an email to activediscourse at iCloud.com. Let us know your thoughts and let's see if we can solve this problem. You can also tweet <laughs> us at Active Discourse. That's true. Um, and right. speaking of that, by the way. I have a small surprise for you, Bo. That's right. You've got you've got a counter surprise. Very small follow up surprise. Very small surprise. Did uh, as a kid, did you ever play with Pokemon cards? 
Not so much the cards. I played a lot of Pokemon, and I had maybe some Pokemon cards, but I didn't really play the game, the card game. Okay. Did you play any card game whatsoever, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever? I played Yu-Gi-Oh for quite yeah. a while. Yeah. Did you ever enjoy holographic uh, cards? Yes. They were super cool. Yeah, they're great, right? I subconsciously believe, and I think I've told you this before, and I'm just going to tell the rest yep, of the yep. listeners. I subconsciously believe that uh, the directory of my life was actually decided as a child when I was playing Pokemon or playing Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. And I was looking at the holographic cards and I had a fixation on these cards. I loved the hell out of these cards. I loved going into the local card shops, smelling the, what I now know is print and paper and, um, machine shop. I know what that smell is now. I lived that smell for a long time. And, uh, I think that something subconsciously got into my head saying, you should learn how to design. You should learn how to design. Now you should go to school to take design. Now you should go work in the design industry, in the print industry. And everything is leading up to today. I have made Active Discourse holographic stickers. Oh, that's awesome. Because I, I know you made the other stickers. Yes. But these are holographic now. These are holographic stickers. So oh, super cool. I took our light mode album art and mixed it up a little bit what we have is essentially like kind of a teardrop shape of the artwork just the background mm. artwork and the uh amalgamation phone and active discourse technology roundtable podcast and it's going to be printed onto holographic substrate and i only have 50 of them um our boys at sticker mule produce them uh they are not sponsoring this but i'm gonna give them a shout out because uh, <laughs> they sure as hell know how to take my money so Those original <laughs> ones did look really good yeah, yeah very happy with the products that i've gotten from them so far and so now they're they run specials all the time i love being on the newsletter so uh you know they they announced that they now have the capability to produce holographic stickers and i'm like yeah man you got me at holographic so um <laughs> <laughs> So I'm making some, and if you would like one, feel free to reach out to me at activediscourse at iCloud.com or activediscourse on Twitter. You probably should not send me your address on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'll just say that. Maybe Don't a send... DM would work, but... Sure. Yeah. I And Twitter's a new thing to me. We'll figure out how to DM. I don't know how to do that at all, <laughs> which is yet another one of the oldest statements I've ever said in my life, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was the other one was about uh TikTok, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the kids that's what the kids are doing these days. Yep. So yep. reach out to us, uh active discourse at iCloud.com or active discourse on Twitter. Let us know if you want one. Um I expect we'll have uh several, uh, because obviously small show so far. So so we're gonna round this episode off with uh some picks. Uh yeah, we've got a new thing we're gonna do. Yes, let's get You it may a have shot. heard this on other podcasts. We're gonna try it out here. Uh, we're going to do picks every episode. Uh, so each of us is going to uh, take something that we've come across, something cool in our lives, uh, some new app or some show or a song or a band or something, and we're going to let you know and we're going to talk about the things that have come up in our lives. So, Brett, why don't you start us off? I'm going to start with the recommendation, the good recommendation that any Mac user, I think, should uh, at least consider. And that is a service called SetApp. Uh, what that is, is a it is a alternative app store where all the apps inside the app store are part of your subscription. So I, uh, 
there was a app in the um in the setup app store that I wanted to try. All of these apps are available outside of this app store. I could buy this app for $60 and I'll just have a perpetual license to it. Um but set, it's also available in set app. And what was amazing about that is the fact that I could pay spend $60 and get one app or I could spend $10 a month and get access to a catalog of applications. And some of these applications are honest to God, changing the way that I work with my Mac. So uh, the one that took me by a wild surprise is an app called Mosaic. And what that does is it is a... Mac OS doesn't really have good window management by default. Um, one thing that I really like about Windows is the snap functionality where you can have a window open and you can click the Windows key and left, right, up or down or whatever, and it snaps it to a certain side. Or or drag them over to a side and then it'll ask you for another window to pin to the other side. Or exactly. Like that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That functionality is nowhere to be found in Mac OS. But Mosaic uh, takes that to like a astronomical another level because uh whenever i move my window right now it uh pops up a small little dialog box that has a different grid of options that i could do this is a customizable grid that basically all i have to do is move the window onto whatever grid i want so i have a custom grid set up to have a 75% large left or a 25% uh, small right. These two windows would sit right next to each other. Um, I also have uh, another custom setup, which would be basically splitting the, th- the screen into thirds. So I could have three apps open. And then as I move the window, I want to move it quickly into the left third, the middle third, and the right third. And just basically boom, 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 move, move, move. And then it automatically resizes all the windows into however I had set it up. And it is just blowing my mind. I just did it right now as I was moving the one note as I was talking to you. And it is now in the left half of my screen, which is how I like it as I talk to you. And <laughs> honest to God, like that one app is, I think it's like, uh, I mean, long term, it's not a great investment, I would say, because of the fact that I know I like Mosaic. I know I like a, a variety of these other apps. But to give just to give a shot to all these different apps because I'm, I'm looking at their website and they they say they have over 170 apps yeah. and it's a subscription service so it's ten dollars a month but you get 170 apps or more and it, they have a newly added section so it looks like they add some sometimes yeah and they are and adding them a lot frequently so it's yeah it it's looks cool. like it's a lot of productivity apps oh yeah it's great man. or it, I think that's their focus is productivity apps. Um, yeah. So things I to make you it. work faster or more efficiently, um, such as Mosaic, like you were talking about. And I have 10 apps installed from this. And honest to God, like I think it's so far it's worth every penny, at least just to find out what apps I want. Yeah, to kind of trial things it. at least. Yeah. Uh, I had you, you mentioned you were using a uh, Markdown editor. Did you get that from SetApp? Yes, I did. It's, uh, it's Ulysses. Yep. yep. I figured. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, and that, so Ulysses, by the way, I, that also comes with an iOS license as well. So when I install it on my Mac, 
I can use Ulysses on my iPad without paying any extra money. And oh, very I cool. was actually previously paying for Ulysses. I pre- I think I canceled my subscription to Ulysses in September because I just wasn't writing as much. Um, and now we're writing more because we're going to have a, a website, you and I. And so I, d- I downloaded it. And then in which case I was like, huh, all right, let's go check out that app. I probably am going to have to pay extra for it. And I opened it up and on my iPad and I was like, you got a subscription. You're good. And <laughs> all because I have, I'm a set app subscriber. So oh, I was paying, I was paying $5 a month for that before. Just for Ulysses. Just yeah. for Ulysses. So wow. essentially, you know, if I were to have yeah. continued that, I'm only paying $5. Yeah, I suppose you should find an app like that, too, that you stick with, you know, and find a yeah. couple other apps on top of it. That could work out to be a pretty good deal. So Yeah, that's cool. this this could be a very long-term thing for me. Very cool. Yep. Okay, what is your first pick? So I've got a little minimal one, and yep. it's it was a huge headline for me. It made my day yesterday. <laughs> Netflix, finally, finally, after what seems like eternity allows you to turn off the autoplay previews on, on the web, on the apps, across any device. You can you can turn off the feature, if that's what you want to call it. I'm surprised it took him so long. plays an episode or a preview whenever you scroll through your list or whatever. Yeah. You can finally turn it off. That's crazy it took him so long. Yeah, it, it should have been really an opt-out feature from the start. I... I don't know. It blows my mind. Yep. So anyway, that's a super cool thing. I was really happy about it. And so was the entire world. Yeah. Uh, the the real pick for today that I really am excited about, I've been watching a show called Halt and Catch Fire. It's okay. uh, another show from AMC who seems like they just can do no wrong sometimes. Good. Um, it's based in... It's set in the uh, early 80s, like the early days of modern computing. So uh, IBM is like the the big dog, right? So back then, personal computers were really not around. Uh, it was all like mainframes and servers and computers as big as your bedroom and things like that. Hmm. Um, so this is like right around the time where people were starting to explore the possibility of being able to build your own computer, open architecture. And so it starts off like the first few episodes are really about trying to clone an IBM PC and make a compatible one, which, you know, you've got to reverse engineer it, which at the time meant you were taking a lead and, and putting it on a pin on a motherboard or on a BIOS and, and like the chip and just reading the values and then copying it, which you have to do like tens of thousands of times and then record it and reproduce it by hand. <laughs> and so they show a little bit about this. And uh, throughout the, the first season, you see a little bit about programming in those days and things like that. And, early technology and the way things are evolving in the the industry. It's, it's really, really cool. So anyone who has an interest in the early days of, of technology, uh, or if you also like shows like Mad Men, which was, it kind of has a few shared kind of uh, threads with in terms of storytelling. Um, it's, it's a really good show and I've been just cruising through it. I think I'm already almost done with season two and I just started like a couple days ago. One quick question. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Sweet. And yep. is it a fiction or is it a nonfiction? 
it is mostly fictional. So the, the main characters are fictional people. Uh, the companies that they work for directly are fictional, but it certainly revolves around real events and real companies. So they mention Microsoft, they mention Apple and IBM and things like that. And they, they interact with some of those companies um, sometimes too. Is it um, a comedy or a drama? Something in it's, a, it's a drama. It's a drama, okay. but there are certainly some funny parts. Cool. Um, but it's it's really kind of it, it really it hit an itch for me that um like I really liked Mad Men and um I also really liked Breaking Bad and I really liked Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh Silicon Valley obviously is more on the comedy side, uh, but Halt and Catch Fire kind of captures that same uh, tech feel because it's obviously it's in that industry around uh, programming and and um, hardware and things like that. So uh, it really hits an itch for me where it just kind of I don't know. It's like it it gets everything. Yeah. Man. So it's it's it it's got a lot of cool stuff in it and it's really captivating. So. I am cool. rapidly cruising through all the episodes that are available to me. And it, it, by the time, by, by this time, excuse me, it's uh, completed. So I think four seasons is all there is. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's but, done too. That's good. Yep. It's on Netflix. They're all out there. So we've got Great nothing to worry about. We just. So my last pick for the day is a show that everyone's heard about. It's called Rick and Morty. What's that? uh it's basically the uh a vulgar replacement for futurama honest to god rick and morty um uh i found a um a guy on youtube um his name is yuri wong he remixes just uh snippets of popular movies tv shows etc and uh turns them into songs basically so the iconic fight club scene um where tyler durden is going over the rules for fight club he turns that into a song and the famous rick and morty episode uh where rick turns himself into a pickle uh he (laughs) created a song called pickle rick and it is amazing and i will include that his youtube channel in the show notes of this uh episode and honest to god the pickle rick song has been playing at least once per week since probably october in my household bit of an earworm (laughs) yeah it's it's so funny it's absolutely ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but i love it and so uh you know i've been i've been listening to that song a lot because it's it just puts a smile on my face every single time i i listen to it so i decided (laughs) Yeah. So hold on. Is your pick Rick and Morty or is your pick Yuri Wong's YouTube channel that well, features you know. a remix of Rick and Morty? Yeah, honestly, both. But um, <laughs> so I, I getting getting to that point in the story, basically, that I decided I wanted to see what the hell Pickle Rick actually was, because I listened to the song more so than I saw oh, the show. And I so gotcha. I watched the episode. That was an amazing episode. And mm-hmm. so I binged through the whole series, and it filled the Futurama hole in my life. 
Yep. I really, really like Rick and Morty. Um, I actually haven't seen the latest stuff, though. I only saw the first two seasons. No, I did see season three. Yep. Um, but I haven't seen the latest stuff, uh, and I, I really would like to, but I'm not sure where to watch it. Where did you? Around. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never asked. <laughs> it, yeah, the, the show is just amazing. I I... My wife probably doesn't like it as much as I do. Um, it's it's hard to get over the the burping. I don't really understand the burping. Um, but I think after uh, I watch, after well, sure, but I, <laughs> my oh my, that's a real person acting, and he's doing it on command. It's wild. I can't believe that he can do that. So the actor can do that so well. Uh, but yeah, like holy crap, man! Uh, this show is so full of like wild miscellaneous references and it's such a it's so funny but like yeah and you'll like yeah you're 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 going to um you're gonna see people bash on this a little bit because i think what you're about to say is that it's so deep at the same time uh i don't necessarily know if i was gonna say deep i mean it's definitely nihilistic um but what where i was actually going with that is it it i am constantly pausing it because whatever's happening in the show because it's almost every single episode they just throw out a sentence that has so many layers of absolute ridiculous hilariousness but because it's so like rapid pace like one reference two reference three reference all within the same sentence and you're like if that was five lines that would be hilarious and they just delivered in a single line oh my god (laughs) That's what that I mean. It's it's almost it's like it's like the Aaron Sorkin written cartoon of the Adult Swim Network. Like Aaron sure. Sorkin has done like yeah. the newsroom and a bunch of political shows like yeah. uh, the recent Vice and and Social Network and things like that. And like his dialogue is very thick and dense. And Rick and Morty approaches that sometimes. It's <laughs> like so you said, funny. it's like they fit so many jokes into such a short amount of time. It's wild. Yeah. I really re- <laughs> I really enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you've you've started to pick it up more. It's wild. I I love it. I think I, I think I'm gonna rewatch a whole series because it's easy to rewatch a whole series, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So great. <laughs> All right, so that's our picks for today, uh, listeners. You've got a couple Netflix. Sh- well, you've got a Netflix show, and you've got Rick and Morty. Uh, halt and catch fire was my pick so you've got a few things to binge uh while you're not listening to us uh if you've got any comments feedback or questions anything to let us know please feel free to email us at active discourse at icloud.com and you can also reach out to us on twitter where we are now at active discourse uh, any other comments brett come get my stickers Mm, holographic stickers how cool is that (laughs) come get my stickers let me know if you want one 